Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, we were hoping for one matchup last night and we got it. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. On ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Rest of the game, eh, okay. Not great. Could maybe use the pitch clock What are you, last what are you night. talking about? That was a great game. That was not a great That was great a great game. game. There was, was a, plenty was, of action. There were a, plenty of hits. Yeah. It wasn't swing for the fences, although it felt like that with the U.S. team. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was an outstanding game. The game had a great energy, finish. It had energy around the players, but it was a great finish, not a great game. You know, maybe could have used the pitch clock at some time. Uh, <laughs> we, we disagree on that one. But uh, let's, not, let's not get the show off the rails in the first minute of the show. How about that? That's what I usually aim for. It is presented <laughs> by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin in for Greening. Here we go! Yo, yo. Only one place to start. Otani set. Trout ready. The 3-2 pitch. Trout swings and misses. And Japan wins the 2023 WBC. Otani fires his helmet towards the dugout. He's mobbed on the mound by his teammates. And Japan goes undefeated in winning the championship tonight. 3-2. Now, if you think that the WBC doesn't mean anything to anybody and it's useless, then you're not paying attention to things like that. That was MLB Network Radio last night. And, Kenty, it's exactly what we wanted. And I'll tell you what. Here's what I really loved about Otani in the moment. In the, in the greater scheme, this speaks so much more to what he's going to mean to a team in a year from now when free agency comes. But... He went right after his teammate. He, he was humming 100-mile-an-hour fastballs right at Mike Trout, giving him every opportunity, and then struck him out on a wiffle ball pitch. And that, to me, was as, as entertaining as it could get. And even for that moment, it's worth everything with this tournament as much as people there are some people that just cannot stand it, and I don't understand that. No, it was phenomenal watching Otani work against his teammate. The thing that was the most impressive to me was how he walked Jeff McNeil to begin the inning, and then you're talking about the prospects of facing three straight MVPs in Betts, Trout, and Goldschmidt <laughs> and not even flinching. Now yep. he was able to get the double play ball from Betts and then struck out Trout, and most people won't pay attention to this, but he was giving Trout gas. I mean, oh, yeah. over the heart of the play, triple yep. digits. Gave him every chance. Here's what I got. The old number one, see if you can hit it. And then for the put-out pitch, you're talking about an off-speed pitch that was able to leak outside of the plate. I mean, leak over the outside of the plate and get Trout to swing and miss. And the phenomenal part about what Otani does as a pitcher is just his ability to be able to tunnel pitches and yep. make everything look exactly the same. So after he's pumping that fastball – three straight times, then all of a sudden you get the breaking ball and you're thinking it's the same pitch because it looks exactly the same. And then you get that late action, that late movement. And a lot of people said late life, whatever you want to call it. And that was what was able to generate the swing and miss to put Trout out. But I mean, this is a phenomenal talent 
and Shohei Otani. Even in the post-game interview, Mike Trout referred to him as Showtime. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's what it is. That's how his peers look at him. He's a guy that has the ability to be a Cy Young caliber pitcher, and he's a silver slugger caliber hitter. I mean, there, there is no talent out there in baseball like him. And not to mention this other aspect of his game that's underrated. The guy can move. Yeah. He, he can run. He's as fast as anybody that's out there in baseball. He is a true five-tool player. And when it comes to what his market value is, there is no comp because there's nobody that we've seen in our lifetime that can do what he does. He's a six, seven, eight-tool player. The way it is, I mean, it's it's absolutely absurd. And Kenty, uh, he's the MVP as we would have expected with a 1.86 ERA and eight RBIs in seven games in the WBC. First of all, can we just put the idea aside for a second about injuries marring this thing? I get it. Edwin Diaz is out for the year. Altuve's out for 10 weeks. We get it. Just as easily, throughout the course of spring training, these injuries happen every year. Mm-hmm. Don't give me about the uh, celebration either, because we have seen crushing injuries happen because of celebrations too. Canty, this event, and Rob Manfred said definitively it will be back in 2026, this event is well worth whatever you're going to have to go through here because it means so much to these players and it brings incredible energy. And I don't care if you're, uh, basically, if you're an American fan that doesn't care about this, then it's not about you. It's about everybody else. It's about growing the game and it's about how much pride these teams. That was a World Series celebration last night from Japan. Oh, no doubt. That's what it was. Oh, no doubt. And we're going to have to rename this thing the Japan Invitational because they win it more often than not. Yeah. They've won three to five times, right? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, this is a situation now where I think you'll start to see more prominent players get involved with this with their respective countries and territories just because of the excitement. And the pride that you take in, you know, the ball players that come from where you come from. So I'm excited about it. I thought it was really good baseball. And in last night's game, you knew after Schwarber hit that home run, yeah, what was that, the seventh inning? Mm-hmm. That it was going to come down to, um, it was ultimately going to come down to the ninth inning and potentially seeing an Otani-Trout matchup. So, I mean, I was, I was pumped about it. I was great to watch it. I did more than check in on the game. Um, I know you talked about it you know, staying there and watching the entirety of it. Like, it was a really good game. I know you said the pitch clock um, could have had some I, I, I'll use. I'll admit, I was in and some, out could have, six could, innings about. Could have had some use to it. But yeah, I, I moved it along. But listen, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, and yeah. I think that's the point. Like, this is an opportunity for baseball to try to rope in the more casual sports fan to see what happens in this type of setting where it's not about the, the, the not about the, you know, the, the major league club, but about the country. Um, much in the same way that we see with the World Cup in soccer, can you generate that same type of interest, those same type of eyeballs with baseball? And I think that's the opportunity that Rob Manford and Major League Baseball sees. The downside of that is the injuries, but I've said before and I'll say it again, I think the reward far outweighs the risk. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. That Schwarber home run was in the eighth inning. I don't know why I said the seventh inning. Well, eighth inning. the biggest story of them all had to do with Otani. And, boy, I mean, I don't know that it's possible for a guy to continue to grow what his value next season is going to be. Yep. But, like, when I say six, seven, eight-tool player, 
We have never seen anything like this, and please don't throw Babe Ruth at me. This is a little bit different. I'm not going to try to compare the two because they're different eras. Who's seen Babe Ruth? Exactly. <laughs> what we are we talking about? We <laughs> collectively have never seen anything like this, yeah. and there aren't players who can do this. So what does this number translate well, the first number is not four. Here's Buster Oldie this morning on ESPN, uh, on uh, Get Up Rudder, ESPN MLB Insider. I think it's going to be $600 million plus because there's nobody else in baseball that can do what he can do, that can replicate his production, replicate his marketability. We're going to be talking about him through the trade deadline. We're going to be talking about him going into the offseason and all the way through free agency. Mets, Dodgers, maybe the Yankees, maybe the Mariners, and the Angels trying to keep him going to have enormous bidding for the best player in the world. What's very interesting to me is what what is all of our immediate thought that he's going to be a Met because of Steve Cohen with the amount of money that he's spending. Or maybe be a Yankee for that matter. But Canty, I don't know that it's a lock that that's going to happen because if we remember to when he first came over, he didn't really tell anybody until it was decision time. I have no interest in going to the East Coast. I am a West Coast guy. I want to be as closer to Japan as I can. I don't know if that still stands, but he's not going to have to sacrifice a whole lot to stay out there. And if that number is $600 million, I mean, I'd say it's outlandish, but it's really not when you get all that you get with him. Well, here's the thing. I think his value is there based on the skill set. Yep. But I just don't think the market will be there. How many teams can afford to commit those types of dollars to a player? Not very many. And and we've seen that teams that have traditionally been big spenders in free agency be more judicious over the last several years. I mean, think about the New York Yankees under George Steinbrenner. That was a different team than what we're seeing now under Hal Steinbrenner, even though they opened up the checkbook for Aaron Judge. It took him having an MVP caliber season before they were willing to pay him market value. Think about it. They came with an offer right around $230 million before the start of last season, Mm -hmm. and then they ended up landing on a long-term pack for $360 million. But it took Aaron Judge breaking the single-season franchise home run record in order to give him that kind of contract. I just don't know – that the $600 million is going to be out there for Otani in terms of teams willing to spend that amount of money on one player. Does he deserve it? Hell yeah, just because of his ability, but also what he means to the sport in terms of generating interest. But I don't know that there are a lot of teams that are going to sign up to do that. I love Buster Olney. He's as plugged in as anybody that we have with baseball here at ESPN. But $600 million seems awfully rich. All right, but let me push back on that for a second. You're, bu- you're buying two players. You're buying two players. So if you're paying him, let's say you're paying him $55 million a year, mm-hmm. you're buying a starting pitcher and you're buying an outfielder, a power-hitting outfielder. Yeah. And, and uh, somebody who does a lot of different things. Yeah, he's so the most valuable matter, player in baseball when he's healthy in perpetuity. So that's my point as to if I'm buying two players instead of one, well, then I can look at this a whole lot differently if I'm – and I'm, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Kansas City Royals are jumping in on this. Sure. Okay? But – whether it's Anaheim, the Dodgers, Seattle, uh, one of the teams on the West Coast, the Giants, where they can market even further, huge Asian populations as well. I mean, you can do a lot of different things with this guy who takes up one spot on your roster but is really two players. That's why we're talking about this number being where it's at. There's not another player in the game right now 
who would approach that. No, I'm with you, but if you're one of those teams, you got to realize that the pool of teams that you're bidding against ain't that big. Mm. You're talking about one or two other teams that are going to be potentially in on it, places where Otani would be willing to go. Why would you negotiate against yourself? That's the part, I, that's the part that, that, that's the part where the math ain't mathing to me. Yeah. Like the 600 million, it sounds great. And I'm glad the Buster is pushing for players to get paid because Lord knows I'm with him. I want everybody to get their bag. I just don't know that enough teams are going to be in on it that can afford a player like Otani in order to drive up what the ultimate number ends up being. I think you will hear Otani more than willing at the outset of free agency to play, to in, say, to play in to New say, York. I'll go, in, I'll go to New York, absolutely, <laughs> but then just drive up the price on whoever's out west and try to get it to that number. It's Cantia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. March is a huge month for basketball. It takes top talent to help these incredible teams get to this level. And if you're hiring, you can find top talent with ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Well, there are three NFL teams right now that are in free agent purgatory, and they're doing it to themselves. We get answers on when that ends for them in just moments with our ESPN NFL reporter right here on set. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, just getting it rolling on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that 
grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. Greenie, the podcast. I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Do you envision yourself playing multiple years with the Jets, or is it just a one-year type thing? Be adults, settle it clearly, keep the kids in mind, and move on. We get into Aaron Rodgers and the teams that are being held or holding themselves up in just a moment, (laughs) along with Lamar Jackson as well. What better way to start your day than with Honey Nut Cheerios? Honey Nut Cheerios is made with whole grain oats, making it a heart-healthy food. It also has a touch of real honey, making it delicious, so you don't have to compromise on taste. It truly is the perfect combo. Great tasting and good for you. And for a limited time, Cheerios has changed some of its iconic O's into hearts to remind Americans that living a happy, heart-healthy lifestyle can be fun, easy, and delicious. Look for Cheerios with happy heart shapes wherever you buy groceries today. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter joining us. Hey, Kmart in the building. Before we get to this, can we just talk about what just (laughs) happened here? Canty, during the break, was espousing his own incredible, as he put it, capabilities as a singer from Mm -hmm. his days in the church choir. Mm -hmm. He started singing something. Kmart points to me and says, who is it? Yeah. And I said, I don't know. Yeah, froze under pressure. It wasn't froze. I just didn't know. And you have never... We don't know each other that well, but I've it, never seen a, a was, bigger look of disappointment in somebody's face. It was face. the saddest moment of our, of, our, <laughs> of our tenure together. Do you know how many people I've disappointed in life? That was up there with the looks yeah, I got. Mean, but I looked at you a little disappointed as well, big fella, because I, I, I anticipated that you would know that growing up in the tri-state Chris, area. Chris is like, I I, and I say it so well yeah, exactly. that how could you not have guessed? Well, exactly. that was the thing. Well, the reason that why was. I had to sing it so well is because Kmart was selling me short. I, I had to tell her that all those years in the church choir, because my mom was a pastor, I got a little mm-hmm. something going on. So you've you've had solos in the church choir. I had a few solos. What? what? And have Chris solos. tell it. He was the a, best I, singer. I didn't say I was seen. the best, but I certainly wasn't the worst. Mm-hmm. I certainly wasn't the worst. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know my lane. I know my range. <laughs> and, and what do I always say about a player? A, a player that understands his limitations is a more effective player. Yeah. And that's like why I'm staying out of this conversation completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, who is um, really holding themselves up more right now in this whole situation with Aaron Rodgers, the Jets or the Packers? You know what's funny? I used to cover the Jets. So my timeline, it's a lot of Jets fans. Um, and now it's Packers fans going back and forth, arguing over who has the most leverage. I got to be honest. I know we can always do the same old Jets thing and get on them about how they back themselves into a corner because they have no other option at quarterback. I really don't think the Jets are in a terrible position. I disagree. I heard Stephen A. on first take last week saying they should give up two ones and give up whatever they want. I don't think that's the case. I think the Packers, we know both teams are motivated to get this done. And I think if you're the Packers, you essentially have said – To your significant other, hey, um, it's been a great 16 years, but um, we're good. 
um, I'm just going to go over here and I'm going to date this person. But you can't go date anybody else. Like that to me, it just doesn't make any sense. And as we get closer to the draft. But we and, all know people like that. Well, that is true. Fair. But that we don't fair. like those people. That's you know fair. what I mean? Like that to me. They're called toxic. <laughs> but, that, but that's what I mean. It's sort of like, it's fine. Move on from Aaron Rodgers. But if you, the longer you wait, you end up handcuffing yourself because with this draft, you can get draft compensation now that you can use a month from now to to bolster your team. Like, why hold up something that we know is going to happen? And the fact that Mark Murphy did the interview and said, oh, I have to be, you know, sworn to secrecy, you can't really say anything. The fact that he's giggling and ha-ha-ha and chuckling as, as he's talking about not giving up information, he mentions Aaron Rodgers and he mentions the Jets. So we know this is headed towards that direction. I just think it makes more sense for them to wrap things up before the draft gets here. But, Kmart, my question to you would be, if the Jets are unwilling to give up a premium pick, and by that I mean a first or a second rounder, what's the incentive for Green Bay to move Aaron Rodgers before training camp? They they can hold on to him. Because financially whole, it makes more sense for them to do they, a deal after they, June 1st. Here's what I don't understand about Green Bay. It's... We don't want Aaron Rodgers. We think this guy who, this kid, Jordan Love, who we drafted, moved up to get, but we believed in him except when Aaron got mad, we sat him back on the bench, and then we didn't play him at all. Now we're saying Aaron is done, but we're going to want another team to give up a ton of stuff for a guy that we've already said, it, we're, like, we're done with him. Mm-hmm. Like, what I don't understand with the Packers is, what's the leverage? Because you have one team out there. We know the one team. You are pulling off this trade with the Jets. So the Jets literally would be like uh, trying to bet against themselves almost. Like they're negotiating against themselves. Like I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a one, but when you start saying, "Oh, it should be two ones." And oh, like, no, no, no. Like no, no, I no. just think like I like I, I don't even if the if Joe Douglas is able to pull this off without giving up a one, I, I think he's executive of the year already. But the Packers have made it clear they're ready to move on. So why, how are you going to handcuff a team and hold them hostage and say we demand an exorbitant amount for this guy that is 39 and we're not sure if he's going to play beyond this year? Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly Martin on Greeny, Canty and Carlin filling in for Mike Greenberg. And, and Kmart, I guess the Ravens find themselves in a Ooh. similar boat when it comes oh, to their quarterback situation yeah. because they have the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson And because of that tag, they've been forced to make certain roster cuts. Calais Campbell, um, the biggest among them, as a cap casualty. Where are the Ravens right now? It feels like they're in purgatory because they can't make any moves with the unknown of what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know, uh, I said this earlier on Get Up. A year ago, neither side thought that they would be here as far as Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And especially us, we thought this would have been settled by now. Um, the Ravens' position has always been they, they want Lamar as their quarterback, um, but there's been no movement. Um, there has been no further discussions and talks. Um, the Ravens feel like we want Lamar as our guy. We love him. Obviously, though, Lamar does not feel that love mm. because based on the way the negotiations have gone, which is nowhere, Um, it's clear that Lamar doesn't feel loved. And that's what I worry about, because how do you then salvage that? Because if you're the Ravens, you're saying you want this guy, but how do you convince him? So if I'm the Ravens, I literally just play the long game, make it clear, reach out, you know, maintain that communication, and wait to see if anybody else puts in that offer sheet 
match it right away, but you're hoping that nobody else shows interest and you can say, see, we love you the most. This is what we've been saying the whole time. And just hope, I think it's more, it's more, I don't think it's animosity between both sides. I think it's more sort of like, we hope this gets resolved, but it, it's, it's almost sad because both sides want to be together, but still can't figure out how to make it fit just right. Yeah. And Kmart, we're, we're seeing reports surface about a, an agent that's oh, not yeah. certified by the yeah. NFLPA trying to reach out on Lamar's behalf, mm-hmm. the NFL sending out a memo to the teams, letting them know like, Hey, we don't discuss other players that mm-hmm. are repre- players that are representing themselves with non-certified mm-hmm. agents. What, what more have you heard on that front? Oh, I can tell you, I've been told that a family friend of Lamar's mom has reached out to a few teams. Uh, like you said, the person is not NFLPA certified. Therefore, no team is talking business with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not a monkey wrench. It's not stalling pro- the process. It's just it's just another kooky layer to this whole situation that none of us can believe we're even here. Um, if a team is interested in Lamar, they've got two options. You go through Lamar, you go through the mama. Like, that. that's it. Like, it's – and mostly teams are going to be dealing with Lamar Jackson. And as of right now, no teams have dealt directly with Lamar Jackson. Kenty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. Cam Newton threw yesterday mm-hmm. at Auburn's Pro Day, uh, said in a little video beforehand, all these randos out here getting chances <laughs> to be starting quarterbacks in the league, I got to show them what I can do. Anybody biting? Uh, no. And, and, and I <laughs> say that, no, and, no, 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 no. And I say that because uh, I reached out to a lot of people um, yesterday, and from scouts and GMs and execs and everyone in between, I had uh, a couple of scouts say that no one was walked away feeling particularly impressed. They thought it was pretty ordinary. Um, the 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 when people talk about Cam and his skill set across the league, like it, I get varied responses. Some have said he needs to just stop because he just can't he just can't throw. I've had other people say he can throw it well enough. Um, but the bottom line, what and I even had a scout say, once you are throwing at your college pro day. That speaks volumes of where your career is, mm, right? Mm. And I was like, that, that hurt me. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer of the NFL is way better when a Cam Newton is in it. Hello. You know what I'm saying? It's just more fun. Um, but when I, again, when I talk straight football, forget about the personality for a second, all that. When you talk straight football, I've had GMs and execs say, Cam has made it known he does not want to be a backup. Cam would be on a roster if Cam was open to being a backup. So I understand he's, he's positioning himself as somebody who's being so, sort of unfairly mistreated or fairly unfairly treated because he's not getting a shot. I think he'd have a shot if he, was, if he wanted to be a backup and maybe supplant the guy. Um, but that's really where things are. If he only wants to be a starter, that's why the well is sort of run dry. Kmart, we got to fill our daily quota in talking about the Dallas Cowboys. A- am mm-hmm. I? I got to ask you this: Am I wrong? Oh boy! To well, look yes, at, to, yes. Whatever the question is. Wow! Yes. Wow! Yes. As I was about to say, yes. am I wrong to look at the recent trades for Stephon Gilmore and Brandon <laughs> Cooks as a net neutral because of the organization 
giving more responsibility to Mike McCarthy, a coach that we're not sold on in terms of overall game management and player discipline? You know, Chris, some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> and this admittedly, Chris admittedly, over I'm one here of them. I want them. Is one I want of them. them. He just listen. We have all season to complain about the Cowboys and how they fall short. Yeah. But now let's let's give them props for the offseason moves they've made. We don't know how to work out. Mike McCarthy, okay. Good players can't overcome bad coaching. That's a good point. But until we see it, I think you've got to praise them for the moves they've made. They've bolstered uh, obvious areas of I don't, areas that needed improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, Mike McCarthy calm plays. It's on you, bud. Like now, there's nobody else. There's no other offensive coordinator. There's no guy that you can say like, Ugh, you, we just weren't on the same page. Now it's on you. You gonna sing a little bit? No. Why not? We have, we have more segment to go. I'm not singing. Oh, we got anymore. time. That's why I'm saying. No, I'm not going to do you it. You see how he's doing? I'm not going to no, do it. No, I'm shy. I'm not going to do it. I'm shy. Mm, no. <laughs> he just I, wants America to think he's got a great voice. I, Trust uh, his opinion. Oh, wow. His opinion. I want y'all to beg for it like he said. Oh, Let's call it what God. it is. Fugazi. 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 <laughs> Kmart, awesome stuff. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Kmart. Canty and Carlin in for Granny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive. Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. This situation with the Jets and the Packers hamstringing themselves, waiting this out. Canty, the the big thing that really strikes me is that you have a a situation where these two teams can't get better right Mm -hmm. now. You saw Alan Lazard uh, sign with the Jets, but that's been it. So when you're talking about everything else and you're holding yourselves up, doesn't that, even the Ravens too here, because it's not the players, it's the teams. When does it become not worth it here anymore to go, with, go through the headache of not being able to do anything else? And I know that the Jets don't have another option, but they kind of do if they want to go down the Jackson path. Well, here's the thing. I don't think the Packers are being held up from any business just because they well, don't they're have... holding themselves up, though. Well, 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 how what have they, they how, done? How are they holding themselves up? Because they don't know what the money looks like on Aaron Rodgers quite yet to well, be able to go out well, they, and get better right now. Well, they do know what the money looks like on Aaron Rodgers. The $58 million bonus doesn't have to be exercised until week one, and everybody is saying that eventually, before we get to that point, one of these two sides is going to cave. So it's not precluding them from doing other business this offseason. All right, well, then they're just not doing it. They're just not (laughs) doing it. But that's not uncommon for the Green Bay Packers. They're not usually very active, especially in the expensive part of free agency. Well, I would would think that when you have – I'm not telling them they have to go involved in the expensive part of free agency, but when you have Jordan Love and you want to know what he is, you at least want to give him an opportunity with some people around him. Well, yeah, it's not like this roster is bereft of talent, though. They just underachieved last year for whatever reason. Now, maybe that has something to do with their MVP quarterback not showing up the entire offseason and having a laissez-faire attitude going into 2022. But now you're moving on from that, and I do think that because they have made such a polarizing decision, the urgency within the organization is going to be ratcheted up, and the pressure is going to be on not only Jordan Love but Matt LaFleur. But I don't think – from a personnel standpoint, the Green Bay Packers are precluded from doing anything that they want to do because this trade has not been executed. Now, as far as the Jets and the Ravens go, I would agree with you on that because both of those teams are waiting to get their QB1 in the building for different reasons. And when you look at the Ravens in particular, that's a situation where they have gone from being a playoff-caliber team 
to potentially being in the cellar of the AFC North. Now, the New York Jets, I guess you could make that same claim if they don't get Rodgers, but I just don't see a world in which Rodgers isn't playing for New York come 2023. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, John Morant expected to return from suspension tonight. Too soon? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. Ongoing process. I've been there, you know, for two weeks, but that doesn't mean I'm completely better. There should be somebody around him just letting him know that you made a big mistake, and this is not small. Now, it's the easy part. It's getting back to playing basketball. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Interesting that Josh says it's an ongoing process. He is scheduled to return tonight, at least we believe he will, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Here's more of Ja speaking yesterday with reporters uh, about dealing with his teammates after going through all of them. Obviously, you know, I made, you know, a terrible decision. Uh, plenty, you know, made many mistakes uh, in the past. But, 
away from, you know, my team um, definitely, you know, what hurt me the most. You know, I sent a message to him, you know, apologizing and stuff, but, you know, it's better to, you know, talk to him in person. So finally being able to be back to do that um, definitely, you know, helps me out a lot and, you know, make me a lot more comfortable. Apparently held his press conference in a crowded mall, but nonetheless, I mean, that you hear Josh say stuff like this and you can't help but wonder, is this just too soon like why is he playing if this is all an ongoing process I mean I know why he's playing but if we're truly concerned about him getting himself right this doesn't feel like it's the best way to go about it we said it last week and you hear him even talk about it now can't he this feels exceptionally and unnecessarily rushed to get him back. Well, especially when you consider the timing of it all, right? Because he was talking about going to Florida to go to get counseling and learn how to cope and manage stress. Now, this is probably the most stressful time of the NBA season as we get ready for the final 11 games for Memphis and on into the postseason. I'm not sure that you want to parachute Ja into that type of situation, a powder keg as you will, when you're talking about a player that has shown self-destructive behaviors because of stress. Now, like, 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 here's the thing. I understand players wanting to utilize the court or the field as a safe haven, a sanctuary of sorts, because you've been doing it all your life. It's second nature to you, and that's an opportunity for you to be in your own element and to relax a little bit. But when we start talking about all of the different factors that led to job making some mistakes in doing it in a really public forum. I just don't know that it was in the NBA's best interest or the player's best interest to be back on the court so soon. I don't get it. I mean, it's not like the Grizzlies needed their season to be saved. They've been, no, they've been sick. They're at six and three since he's been gone. Yeah. He's been, it's been okay. Yeah. Six and, and three. So I, they're okay. The Grizzlies have been able to more than hold their own in John Morant's absence. I don't know how, when you rush him back, how it keeps holding him accountable for his actions. I, I, I don't understand where the true punishment was in all of it. And you could say eight-game suspension. Well, he already had, it wasn't eight on top of what he had. Mm-hmm. Here's Jay Williams on KJM this morning who pretty much believes the same thing. I do believe the NBA missed the mark on his suspension. I thought he should have been suspended for the rest of the regular season without pay, and his return should have been subject to successful counseling from the NBA. I think whenever you involve guns and alcohol and all this other stuff, I think there's a high standard that needs to be set in the bar that needs to be set around the league and setting that kind of example. And now come back and play in the playoffs, but I thought the punishment was a little bit too lenient. Chris, there is one issue with Adam Silver that I think hasn't gotten talked about a lot, and it's perfectly illustrated here. He has done an amazing job to make sure that the players and owners, that this is a partnership. Mm. He has built great relationships with the players from the get-go of taking over, and that started immediately with Donald Sterling when that all went down. And he has worked harder and harder to continue to make sure the players feel every bit of power as they can in all of this. But you still have to be able to lay down the law when it's necessary. And when it comes to a situation like this, it's necessary. It's not we're going to jaws gone through enough here over the last 10 days, two weeks, where he understands what he did is wrong. Maybe it turns out that he does. 
Maybe it turns out that he will be able to completely wipe the slate clean and begin anew. But I think Adam Silver's role in this about at times worried too much about not ticking off the players can really, really work against him. And I fear that this is one of those spots where it may. Well, here's the thing. I'm not privy to all of the information, all of the facts in the conversations that Jaws had with his counselors or what he's had with the league office. So I don't want to say that Adam Silver isn't doing enough. I will just say that it feels incredibly rushed given what the player is admitting was the issue that led to him brandishing a firearm in a nightclub and posting it on social media. John Morant said it was stress-related. Being able to unravel all of that in a matter of three weeks um, being able to get to the root of all of those issues, I, I don't I don't know that he's done that already. And what I would say if I'm the NBA is this is too big of a risk to take given the gravity of the situation and also the opportunity that presents itself to send a clear message about what the league is going to be about. Well, to me, over. to me what Jay Will said was was spot on in yeah. terms of making sure that the discipline that was doled out to John Morant serves as a deterrent to all of the other players that could potentially make the decision to brandish a firearm on repeated occasions. I think that's the part that the NBA has to crack down on, and that was something that we saw with Gilbert Arenas uh, in the past, back in 2009, when they suspended him for the rest of the season, ended up being 50 games. I think there was the opportunity for Adam Silver to send that message to the rest of the players through the situation with John Moran. Oh, absolutely. And I think he missed it as well. There was the chance to do that. And it's especially important when it comes to one of the bright young stars in the game and a guy that you are frankly counting on in the next 10 years to be one of the faces of your game, to continue to build the popularity of the game. To me, this is where Adam Silver really, really screwed up. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.